Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome in, friendos, to end this league right here on SportsGrid. It's Scott Bogman. It's Chris Welsh. We're also on the Mightier 1090. So, hello, San Diego. Now you've uh, had better days. Better <laughs> days when you were bested by the other city. The other city just a little bit north. They consider Good Lord. That's north, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's very north. Uh, the, the I don't well, know. Just people get people get weird about like directional things. They're like, listen, they're like the they're like the the northeastern area of L. They're not just the northern place. Yeah, people well, they're the weird. L.A. Dodgers, which is L.A. is north of San Diego. No, I know, so I know. I'm just saying, know. like if if you, you say know. San Fran, people get in a again a tussle. Right, right. I'm it's kind of like how people get um super annoyed when you root against uh their team in San Diego. But uh, yeah. what you, you, you San Diegans should know about the Welsh is he is a secret Dodgers fan, constantly wearing no. a blue shirt around, even though we're from Arizona and all we're black. Diamondbacks fans. Yeah, he's all black today. It's a Padres funeral is what he told me. That's why he's wearing this uh, black shirt. So uh, don't, don't trust anything he says to you about not liking the Dodgers. Secret Dodger fan over here, best friends with Clayton Kershaw no. and all of the Dodgers, right? See, where, where you're wrong about that is my house is very close to the San Diego Padres facility, and I have actually been a Padres stand for years, years oh, and okay. years. You know that. I'm out there. I'm seeing Fernando Tatis, and I'm out uh, you know, checking out Machado and all the prospects, C.J. Abrams. If I were one of those, I was absolutely a Padres fan. I, I was rooting for the Padres. Not one instance did I think there was going to be a sweep. So all I was saying was, you know, COVID yeah. and then Dodger sweep. It's been a rough run in San Diego in California. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it has been. So hopefully, uh, you know, uh, but but at least why don't you bring up uh, who they're rooting for in football, Welsh? I mean, come on. <clears throat> yeah. Who are they rooting for? <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers? <laughs> no. The LA no. Clippers? Yeah, I don't know. Like that that's a weird thing. I don't understand what would be going on with uh, San Diego fans. Are they You either 
hate or love the Chargers at this right. point. I don't I mean to be honest with you, I don't know what you have to live for in San Diego. Oh my god. How about the, the awesome most, weather? Except the most beautiful place on the planet. Yeah. I'm so sorry that your team's lost. Just go enjoy paradise for a couple more minutes. We gotta go to break. <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk more actually about the uh, playoffs. We've got tons of football coming up, Casey Bubba in a little bit, so don't go anywhere in this league. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we gonna learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door, and after that, I just sort of space out for about an hour. Space out? I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just... Tell us a little more. Let me tell you something about In This League. Welcome back, friendos. It's In This League. Scott Bogman, Chris Welsh on Twitter at Is It Welsh at Bogman Sports. And of course, over at patreon.com slash ITL Army, where we have got the one secret show. There's another coming up soon. And then even one more. I'm knocking over microphones because it's so exciting <laughs> because we've got three this month. Uh, we've got some other baseball stuff. I just dropped my Dynasty and Top Prospect 500 list update. In November, we're looking at having redraft ranks updated. We have got, ooh, Bogman, I just realized uh, the thread, the the football thread, the week right. uh, five NFL thread that's up on Patreon right now, right? Because you yeah, posted right now. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, did you really? No. No. You, no. you, you be... are posting it. You told me I you're know. making artwork. I know. Oh, yeah. I didn't make artwork for it. Okay. All right. for it, but we will have it is up there technically as everyone's listening. Yeah, it's to up this. there as you're listening, of course. Where people can post anything they got, even if they're not in the group me room. So uh come and support your boys, check us out. Patreon.com slash ITL Army. We'd love you a long time. Love you a long time. That's what we do. So much fun. I will so tell you, fun. it was hard to watch the Padres and Dodger series just simply because of how dominant the Dodgers looked and how dominant the Padres have been, you know, like you take those teams away from each other. You watch the Dodgers win games and you're like, okay, they're good. You know, sometimes they got like a outside of like Mookie and Bellinger, you know, Muncie has struggled. They've got a ragtag. Um, Dustin may has been really good. So there's that. But then the Padres have been the team of 2020. They've been the exciting team to watch. They have all the big blasts. They were really building up a pitching staff, which was decimated going into the series because in mean, the first round, they didn't even have Clevenger and Lamette. Then they activated Clevenger. He gets hurt after one inning and they had to completely take him off the roster. So it felt 
it felt very like you know two powerhouses just going at it but that wasn't the case and the Do- yeah. i mean the dodgers made the padres look like the royals it, it was right. it was crazy and i i was rooting i mean if i had a team to root for it was absolutely the padres to go through and it 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 really showed this entire series has shown that whether we like it or not, the big dogs are always coming through. We saw that in an AL series we'll talk about here in a minute, but the Dodgers, that one was, I think, the most jarring to me. Um, I mean, look, I I would sit here and tell you I was surprised, but I really wasn't. The a, Dodgers, a sweep, though. That's no, what I'm, I'm not a surprised. Sweep. It's a five-game series, and, and the Padres just don't have the pitching. After Clevenger went down, it seemed really – it seemed like a, a stretch for them to win because Paddock has been – uh, decent, but not what He's we expected. Right. Yeah, and and the rest of the pitching staff has been okay, but you know Davies has been good. But uh, we're we're talking about when the Dodgers are on, they're they are unbeatable. And I hate to say that because I hate the Dodgers, but that's the truth. When Bueller and Kershaw are pitching well, you know you have that's four wins for you. And like, listen, man, automatically, Dustin, Dustin May is, has become one of my favorite pitchers. I I saw our boy Paul Spore bringing up this idea that should, I don't know if he meant for the playoffs, which is likely, or for long-term, but he said, should the Dodgers implement Dustin May as their closer? Because there's a couple things with it. Yeah. May is, he can be one of the filthiest pitchers I've ever seen in my life. He throws this like, you know, this two seamy fastball that comes in at 99 and it just moves across the plate. It can be starting in the middle and it can just cut in. He can cut it out. But at the same time though, he doesn't get the swing and miss, but he, but it, it's more of the second turnaround where people can kind of sit on the pitch a little bit, wait for it to hit the zone, you know, because the pitch moves around so much guys are sitting in the second round. So what they're, what a lot of people are questioning is with Kenley Jansen and his struggles, should they, and this is the, uh, um, a wealth of riches that the Dodgers have, should they put Dustin May maybe as their closer and you could go bruised our Gratterall to Dustin May who for one inning I'm not sure there's a one-two punch that is le- uh, less hittable than those two, both pumping 100, and Dustin May just flinging the ball all around the zone, and that's the type of depth that teams needed, and we kind of thought the Padres might have, but injury struck them, and they never went to McKenzie Gore. They brought up some loser when Clevenger went down, and they never even brought McKenzie into the mix, so... They clearly just did not have the depth that we thought like the Dodgers have where the Dodgers can just be like, hey, we'll just throw this guy here. We'll just put this guy in middle relief because Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, there's not a better two one two punch right now in uh, the playoffs. First of all, how dare you? That loser was Joe Kelly, baseball hero. So <clears throat> no, no, I'm saying the Padres, the Padres. Oh, OK, OK. The I Padres see. brought up some loser when they could have brought up. They brought up Ryan Weathers, who is a prospect uh, before they brought up. Mackenzie Gore and then Clevenger got hurt and they still did. Now I'm not saying Gore would have been the difference yeah. maker, but it just shows you as much as the Padres had depth and they were doing the full run of, you know, nine pitchers that would go within a game. It just, it isn't the same when you've got Clayton Kershaw at the top of his game. Walker Bueller is already an ace. And then you've got these young guys who, yeah, they can get messy, but you, you can get two innings out of Dustin May. He's probably not giving up a hit. He's fi- yeah. he's absolutely filthy. Well, by the way, uh, just looking at his stats, first time through the order as a starter for Dustin May, two one four ERA. Second time through the yeah, order, a four one nine. But when you look as a reliever, it's zero through the first time and and zero through the second time. That's only in five and a third and three and two thirds innings 
of course, but it looks like he is just way more dominant as a reliever, like you mentioned. So that, I mean, I think that's a great idea, especially with Kenley Jansen having the struggles that he's having right now. And yeah. And he, and he's just one of those pitchers that, you know, there's, there, there's so much movement. We've seen a couple of these guys, um, you know, Sixto, Sixto is actually kind of prevalent with that. If you watch that final game before you want to talk about another sweep, because you're going to have the Braves versus the Dodgers now and Sixto for the Marlins he's kind of got the exact same Dustin May's movement is I would have to say like his horizontal plane is probably way more intense. And uh, Sixto has the same thing where, you know, the pitch comes in, it's so fast. There's so much movement going on, but the problem is, is once guys get acclimated to it, they know what to sit on. And especially if, if command is a little bit wonky and this same thing happened to Sixto, exact same thing. He was solid through the first because he's pumping 99, 100. He could throw an 89 mile an hour changeup, and, you know, it's in the zone and then it flies out because there's movement with it. And then as soon as, as soon as the second term came around, they just started waiting on it. They started sitting on it and he was walking guys. And then as soon and you just, you find a point and you say, this is what I'm going to try to hit. And that's what guys were doing. It was a lower fastball in the zone and the same thing was going on. So with that, the Dodgers could, you know, they could acclimate and just say, well, Dustin May, we know you are elite in one inning. But again, that is what championship teams are built for. Championships are are built around uh, staffs that can do this type of stuff. And you have to have your guys at the top of your game. And the Marlins, unfortunately, didn't have that. Uh, The Braves don't really have that. The Dodgers have that. Clayton Kershaw and Walker Buehler at the top plus They've got a stable of guys in the background that they can implement. I mean, imagine imagine Kinley Bruzdar to Dustin May. They could go seven, eight, nine after if right. you get six from Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, and I think the one thing that has to be changed for the Dodgers moving forward because they do keep choking in the playoffs is Dave Roberts has to make proper adjustments, which he hasn't been doing in the past. Remember when Darvish was struggling? He still let him go out there and throw game seven and, and all of that stuff. So uh, this is an adjustment that, you know, uh, the Welsh and Paul Sporer see fairly clearly. And, and we hope for the Dodgers fans sake that they do the smart thing and throw Dustin May in the back there. But, you know, if, if Kenley Jansen uh, blows a save here, which wouldn't be surprising, especially given how he has been this season. He hasn't yes, been, that's you know, questionable. yeah, the, the Kenley S guy that we know. Um, I mean, are, are Dodger fans going to revolt is, is, do you think Roberts gets fired? You you think he gets fired if they don't win the world series? No, no, I don't think no, no, no way. You're going to get to the championship series. You don't fire if you get there. But, um, I, I think again, it's the depth is the depth is unique. And even if they didn't do that, I think they can play piggybacks. You, you've got a, you could do go Urias and Dustin May in a piggyback situation, which is, you know, ridiculous. Just get those guys maybe through the second time in the order. If you can get two or three out of each one of those, it's, it's just where championships are built. So I think now, even though the Braves are hot, Freddie Freeman's great. The staff is okay. You know, Max Fried has been good. Kyle Wright looked amazing yesterday. Dodgers are going to the World Series, and there's just nothing else that we can do about it, and we're going to have to look at the AL, which uh, we'll do a little bit on the other side. So as we're recording this, we got one game to finish up, but we know one team that's moved through. So don't go anywhere. More in this league. Come SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Littering and... Littering and... Um, in this league. Break it down. Welcome back, friendos. It is in this league. I'm Chris Welsh. That is Scott Bogman. Come and check us out over at patreon.com slash ITL Army. Thought I'd say that really fast. How fast was that? I mean, that what you sounded like the end of the commercials where they're going over the side effects, all the prescriptions, yeah. or like all of the uh, deals that they have at car dealerships. Listening in this like league that. may actually make you enjoy fantasy sports. <laughs> and make you laugh. Have so much fun. Men with a history of breathing have been known to catch uh, some breath that will knock a buzzard <laughs> off an S wagon. <laughs> men not in yeah, men not locked into cancel culture may enjoy this podcast and this show. <laughs> so I do that also for the people that decide to listen at like 1.5 or two, which I'll just you know, it's oh. one of those things. Like there, there's still there's a there's a whole culture of people that listen to podcasts and shows only at two or one point five and it's just not. I don't me. know, man. And Everybody sounds like chipmunks to me at that. Speed. I hate it, so but I, I but I, enjoy, I can't see, take it. I enjoy normal human conversation, and I enjoy the aesthetics of how people speak and the nuance and stuff like that. But everybody else, and, and, and even people older than than me, I see do it, and they're just like, no, it's the only way I can do it because I just want to get through more. I'm not looking to do that. I'm looking to enjoy my time with shows. I hate it, and it's it is one of those things because you know me like. Like we'll get on and we argue and stuff and you got to have an opinion if you're going to do uh, radio and stuff. But at the end of the day, we're pretty loosey goosey about stuff and we'll judge in a fun way. But at the end of the day, like I just don't care about most things. I don't care which politics are. I don't care which religion is. I don't care about most of the things that you believe. Uh, but if you listen at two or one point five, I do judge. you. <laughs> and I know there are great people. There are great people in our army that do it. And I judge you just a little bit because I you don't have like been it. judged. It's just a thing. It's just it's a simple thing I don't like, and it's okay. And you, and I don't uh, have to like all the things that you do. And you don't clearly people don't like all the things that I do. It is maybe one of my most stringent. I don't like. I don't want. I don't like people that murder. I don't right. like people that hurt other people. And I also don't like people that listen to their podcasts at two speed. Okay, so people that murder, hurt other people, and fast podcast listeners all in the same group for you. Might yeah, as well be the same crime. Murder and listening to podcasts at two. Probably like two or three other things that would go into that clump. And there's maybe tiers. You know, I don't want to put listening to your podcast two times and murder in the same tier. But they're I'm close just saying, enough to be like the same sentence, right? I'm just saying there's there's the things I'll take the stringent takes on. That's that. 
Okay. 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 So maybe they're not, maybe they're not the exact same as in in your eyes, but you have the same fiery opinion of them as well. Yeah. Like I've just, like I said, I'm open to whatever. If you guys think stuff, I'd be like, okay, whatever. You know, it just doesn't affect me. There are things that affect me in this world. That is one of them. And I I just don't like it. So uh, I see. Well, in this league does not represent the bubble. So. Going back to the series, we were talking about, are you with me, though, that this is a clear dodge? And I know you hate to do this because there's Braves fans out there and you don't want to count a team like the Braves out with uh, with the offense that they have. And, you know, depth of pitching is what it, Kyle Wright looked phenomenal. I mean, just oh, look, man. insanely phenomenal. But this is a clear dodge. I think this is Dodgers in six. Yeah, I think it's Dodgers in five or six. But yeah. you just never know when are the Dodgers going to blow it because they are constantly blowing it. So is it going to be in the NLCS or is it going to be in the World Series? Um, I I want I would love to see them blow it in the World Series, mm-hmm. but if it's against the Astros, I, I I'll probably root for the Astros, even though I hate their stupid gut. I hate. Car- I think I think Carlos Correa might be the player that I dislike the most in baseball. And you know what? That's so crazy. You know, you want to know something really interesting is. I have so met, stupid. I've met probably the two, if you take away Bauer, the two players that you've always had the most stringent thoughts about is Manny Machado and uh, Carlos Correa. I've been around them. Both been really nice to me. But like good guys, uh, Carlos Correa was, because t- I met him at the World Baseball Classic and Manny Machado I've actually met like three or four times on the backfields of, uh, of the Padres facility. And even though they're known as like, just, I mean, Carlos Correa just is a loud mouth, but Machado has had the cheaty thing. Well, Ma- just fine guys. Well, I think you got that reversed. Uh, Correa is the cheater, and and Machado's the the loud mouth. But uh, the um, just just like Carlos Correa's way of handling all of this sure. cheating stuff has just been so unbelievably terrible. I yeah, like he's me- just he's a he's a confident young dude who uh, spouts off. Else. <laughs> no, you just when you said it. confident, uh, I was like, well, that's a hard C right there. Don't drop that on the radio. No, 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 uh, no, no. I'm, I'm he's a confident uh, person. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. But it, the thing is, is the like when he said that stuff about Bellinger, like you need to shut the F up because you don't know the facts. Well, the facts were presented to everybody. You guys were cheating. Everybody knows it. Right. Yeah. So uh, we know that that was so stupid. And then beating the twins in the brand new three game, you know, wild card series to get to the divisional series. And he says, what's everybody going to say now? That's what well, you beat a team in a three game series. Congrats, you know, uh, get to the world series and beat the Dodgers without cheating. And then we can say that we uh, you guys, you guys are champs. But, this is uh, the best thing though. Uh, we have one of the perks we have on our ITL army is we have a, a, a video room when we do this show that people can come and hang out when we record it just for the captains at the most. And uh, our good buddy Jag, who actually we're going to see in a couple hours here, just typed this. He goes, if the Dodgers get past the Braves and win the World Series, he will get an A.J. Pollock-inspired tattoo. Can can I just request that you don't do that regardless I, I'm, of I'm it? all for it. Of if the uh, Dodgers win the World Series or not, like get a Dodgers tattoo. Just don't get an AJ Pollock tattoo, please. You, you know what? Not getting into all the personal things, it would make a lot more sense in Jag's entire world if he got a Joe Kelly tattoo of the like 
of course base. you know more than just yeah. being a dodgers fan uh, that we don't get into the personal stuff about, but that would actually be pretty, pretty cool. So on the AL side, I was rooting for Oakland. Um, I have roots in uh, in Oakland, and that series was another one of those that was phenomenal of a back and forth. You know, Ramon Liriano was just trying to own pitching staff a little bit questionable in what was going on in Houston, but Houston was just the better team. They just did it. They they come out in the playoffs and. You know, it's it's unfortunate. You hate to see it. Um, not all Astro fans are horrible, but you know, there's more that are, and you just don't want you just don't want to root or see people that blatantly got away with cheating, and also don't have any like what's the word like contrition to it. Like they, yeah, they're just contrition. not um, sympathetic or uh, apathetic to what they did. They're just just like you know, like yeah, yeah what, what, all the what about it? Want to talk about like- it? Yeah, if all the Astros fans act like Carlos Correa, it's not a good scenario. You and know? there's plenty of those. And that that makes it hard to root for them. But you know what? They are a good team. And they were able to uh, take that from the Oakland A's. So the Oakland A's were four innings away from taking this to a game five. And the big power. I mean, Carlos Correa hit like almost 500 foot home run. I don't know if you saw it. It was ridiculous. He absolutely mashed it. They just kept mashing homers. Jose Altuve still clearly looks like he is someone that cannot hit without a buzzer attached to his chest, telling him what pitch is coming. Like that is blatantly clear. We've even seen that because we're doing uh, early mocks. Yeah, a couple hits in that last game and whatever. He sucks. He's a, lo- he's a total loser after this season he, he, and he's a total loser cheater. And uh, he's the worst of all of them, I think, because I think he is the one that is clearly showing the talent that is lacking without being able to cheat. Carlos Correa is still doing the things. Kyle Tucker uh, wasn't involved in it. He has been awesome. And some of the other guys have relatively main through. I mean, Bregman is struggling, but nobody has been worse this season than Jose Altuve. So to, in my eyes, he looks like the biggest massive cheater because he can't do it without. Oh, well, I di- wholly and completely disagree with that. Uh, I, we, we've seen uh, Altuve. Well, yeah, I, I know you don't like him because he's uh, not six foot four. So uh, the Welsh. I don't think he's five foot four. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I've been around. There's, there's no judgment or racism or any bad bone, judgy bone in your body for just what a person looks like, unless they're short. Like if they're short, you judge them immediately. I don't understand they're what like that really is. Really short. They're yeah, really yeah, short. real like my like my height. See, it's about to. He's about to lay that comment down. I'm just gonna say it before he can. So, but I'll punch you right in the nuts. Anyway, um, I mean, you're down there. You're close. So you're yeah, close. yeah, I'm close. I'll, I'll, I'll treat him like you're, a speed bag. You're not. Here. You're not. You're not that. You, I think you're just under an average guy. Yeah, but you have this. You have this thing with me too, by the way, which is going to happen today because we haven't seen each other in like six months. You're going to see me and go, "Are you taller?" Because you start picturing me That's like five true. feet tall when you don't see me because I am shorter than you know you are in a lot of people. So, yeah. uh, you know, you, you're going to be like. You do look taller. You're going to say, you're going to be like, I yeah, probably you're right. will. I look yeah, taller. I probably will. You, um, but you tower over Altuve. So all yeah, I'm saying yeah. is he's short and it and doesn't Prince look Fielder. like, yeah, uh, and, but yeah, it also I'm, doesn't look like he can play high, high competitive baseball without a buzzer attached. Yeah, to but chest. he's also at the point in his career where he's, uh, you know, uh, fading a little bit. Okay, so yeah, I mean, look, I know it looks bad, but this dude shut his mouth. I mean, hey, guess what? They moved from steroids to electronic devices. You know, just finding a different way. I'm not saying he took steroids, just finding a different way to do it. Listen, I don't think, just like with steroids, I don't think every single person uh, benefited 
from all of the stuff. I, I mean, we would have seen every single Astro hitting 400 last year. Um, I just, it's, they're just clear players that were uh, hyper-focused on it. And I, I think based off of maybe small results is Jose Altuve is a, I'm not a, saying a sliver Altuve's of the not, player that he was before. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's not a cheater because they're all cheaters. He definitely was. But I think when Altuve shuts his mouth, even, you know, when he's having the bad year and everything, when he shuts his mouth and Carlos Correa is over here spouting off like they didn't do anything wrong at all, I, that's why I dislike sure. Correa more than Altuve. But I understand your logic because it, he looks like the biggest cheater. Because it's not Yeah, and, and he's one I don't root for, but I personally love Carlos Correa. I think Kyle Tucker, I mean, we got to go to break and I don't want to talk about football, but uh, Kyle Tucker is a dude that, look like he made massive massive adjustments he looks so good and those are some guys to root for and they're going to be going up against whoever wins if we're recording this today yankees or rays and i think they got a really good shot to kind of Dodgers, astros we got to go to break though more in this league coming up were you scared sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com i know how you're feeling right now stop it stop it don't do that i'm here for you oh in this league <laughs> well, hello, friendos. That's right. It is in this league. Chris Welsh, Scott Bogman on Twitter at Is Welsh at Bogman Sports. Did you know that we have a merch store? That's right. You can go to just go into Google. My best suggestion. I can give you the URL, but it's it's annoying. Just go Teespring and then ITL Store, and you'll find all the cool stuff we've got. We got some baseball stuff. I think we might still have some football. I probably need to get some uh, new things and. Uh, on top of it, this is this is a fun thing that I can say to everybody. We've got a brand new logo that's going to be announced within the next month. Uh, full launch. It's it's. I'm very excited about it. But it doesn't make any of the merch we've created irrelevant. The, oh, there's only one literal thing. It is the ITL stamp sticker that we have. But that'll still be the OG sticker. That'll be like a collector's item Class. because it's a class. Yeah, the classic ITL classic. Everything else, though, doesn't – we don't throw the logo on things. It's just different ITL-based things, prospects assemble, uh, the WAB. If you want a little bit – you like that WAB, that Bogman and Welsh, all that stuff. It doesn't make it irrelevant, so you can pick those up. And then we have a brand-new logo coming up, which is going to have some brand-new merch. So go to ITL store on the Teespring. You'll find hoodies. You'll find shirts. we got a die-cut sticker collection, a bunch of badass stuff. I'm very excited to launch some of the others. Our boy Jag – created an, an amazing logo for some of those card breaks I do. And some people have been like, let's get that merch out. So I'm going to throw some things on there and uh, yeah, just, you know, we're doing the thing, Bob. So thing. that's right. And captain is part of the WAB logo as well. I love that. Yeah. So yeah, we've got digital, uh, digital captain. My jaw, by the way, it still hurts. So I was talking about this on the break. If anybody heard it, we, there is a moment, uh, in a recently in a podcast where somebody heard something in the background that happened and they announced it and and Bogman was like oh yeah I was like I definitely did that but not at that point so yeah and we tried to listen for it and we couldn't hear it which is the funniest thing on the planet I just wonder my jaw cracked so loud 
I, I was like, did it break? Did everybody hear that? Did I just, and nothing derailed the segment. It's amazing. So anybody watching on video, if they see me doing this, I'm, I'm pretty sure I just broke my jaw in the, uh, <laughs> in the middle of the segment here. So uh, moving over to football, we were talking about the playoffs, tons more. It's going to be great. And if you want on the baseball side to get more playoff coverage, Bogman and I have been doing an off-season podcast on the ITL Fantasy Baseball podcast. Uh, just make sure you're subscribed to it, and you can get all of our latest, where we'll probably be talking about the too early mocks and the draft that I've been doing. And uh, I've luckily, I've been doing my queue because apparently I've had two auto picks. And I didn't realize because I'm not getting notified. But we'll talk about that, and we'll be talking about the uh, championship series that is coming up. But over on the football side, we've been inundated with just a little bit over a week now of nonstop COVID stuff. And it's been pretty intense. And even as of Thursday night, Titans players were still testing positive, which is crazy. They're under investigation because apparently they were, the team players were holding like private workouts and that's a complete break of the rule. And so much so that we're getting these slight scares where a Jets player apparently has popped up. But then there was a, there was a altering report that said they were retested and it was a false positive. So I don't know where that is, but we're still in this like, Oh God, are we going to have all the things taken away from us? Like we're kind of scared. Yeah. I mean the, um, the Titans and bills game, um, they moved it Tuesday uh, on Thursday to Tuesday. And that, if that game gets played, it's now going to push to no Thursday night football game. Because the Bills are supposed to play on Thursday against the Chiefs, so oh, I didn't know that. So the third, so there'd be no Thursday night football pushed to Sunday, right? So yeah, well, yeah, they can easily do that. Yeah, they would, do, or, or Monday. I'm assuming Sunday, but we'll see. But, oh, they would do Monday if they wanted to keep like prime time or something think, like that. You would think they would do Monday because you know if you're moving the game to Tuesday, you're still all losing time. But anyway, yeah. um. So that that game has been moved to Tuesday as of now, but the Titans have to not pop at all anymore. No one else for them to actually play that game. So that's that's pretty questionable at this point because they had all those meetings and the NFL is investigating them and all that good stuff. So um, it's a really crappy situation. And Tennessee has been. Have you seen the NFL memes of, uh, you know, uh, forget the Titans instead of remember the Titans (laughs) all season about to get canceled? Well, because this is the other thing, and this is, I was thinking about this a little bit more because when the positive test came up again, it was like two more players. I think it was on Thursday was there legit is a chance that the Titans are going to be forced to forfeit this game yeah. if they can't get the game in, because I think they're, I think that's going to happen. Like you, if think, I had, you think they're not playing this I week, think someone's going to pop in the next couple of days and, and they're going to, they're going to have to forfeit that game. Man, I mean, the only thing, though, I question is with how long that they have been. Well, but see, the problem is, is they kept uh, they kept screwing around and they were doing those false workouts because I was going to say morning that uh, they had the meetings and workouts the day after they were informed that they can't have meetings or workouts. uh, But what I'm getting but what I'm getting at is like there's got to be a point where aren't all of these guys quarantined and there is a period of time where it's long enough that it wouldn't be dormant. So even if two more players test positive, don't you still have a team of 40 or 50 guys that is good to roll? So that's where I get a little bit confused. But the problem is they've also, there were multiple reported workouts that they had while this is going on. So it changes the timeline. So right now you're looking at Monday. I think 
if you got a, if you get one on Saturday, you're done. Like th- this is this is becoming the forfeit. Uh, so as you're listening to this, we're recording this on Friday. So if a random one popped up, you could maybe still get Tuesday. But if you get a report on Saturday or Sunday, they will be forced to forfeit. And I mean, when the hell did that? Does that ever happen before? In the I, NFL? I was trying to think of the last NFL forfeit game, and I don't remember when it was. Let me see. Last NFL game forfeit. Um, spell Because I just don't I don't recall. I can't imagine this is something in the Super Bowl era. There have been no forfeits in the league's history. A 1921 game between the Rochester Jeffersons and Washington Senators is occasionally listed as a forfeit, but because of the lax cancellation rules of game of the time and uncertainty over which team was at fault for the game not being played, the game is not considered a forfeit. I mean, so. congrats, Titans. You got a record. You got something yeah. to be proud of that you're you potentially are going to be those. Now, the New York Jets uh, were sent home jets players were sent home and the coaches were sent home after there was a positive covid test this was as of friday morning and that is a big deal uh the jets player who tested positive has been retested and they're saying the results should be known at some point on fridays we're recording this we've already seen that there was a negative but it's not being reported on the major sites that it was a false positive but uh, it did say players were in the building on Friday morning when the team became aware, and then everyone was immediately sent home, and they were conducting uh, virtual meetings. So well, the, the, the Jets are in a little bit of a dicey situation now because of this. Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully, and li- like you said, we've already heard one report from a checkmark person say that, you know, it is it is a false positive, and, and um, we're going to get that. That's kind of the same deal that happened with Detroit in New Orleans uh, last week. Uh, so hopefully that's what we get. But if not, then it seems like the Cardinals and Jets game is now in jeopardy as well. So, well, in the, and with the Jets, I think that if I remember correctly, didn't the news pop like Saturday night, you know? So I think it, so there was able to be oh, a quick the, turn of the Lions and Saints last week. The yeah, Saints, yeah. Was, dude, that was Saturday at nine our time, which yeah. was Sunday at midnight. So that, that's a good thing for that Cardinals Jets game is if there's a false positive, you know, they can do a quick turnaround and it doesn't push everything. But, um, you know, the, the alleged, practice, but I mean, they're the Jets. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, are they practicing in the first place? I don't, it doesn't, I don't know if it really matters. Uh, and they probably would be like, now nah, we're good. We're good. Throw them out there. <laughs> and, we're fine. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. it. It isn't Darnold not even playing either. Yeah. Yeah. Flacco. Yeah. It's Flacco. So, if there is a now, if there's an if the false positive then becomes a positive, then there's a whole another ball game, and they're going to readjust. But we are still in this kind of infancy of of where the NFL is in a really dicey and sketchy situation of how they're going to adjust to it. But what is good is it really does seem like the Titans are the only morons in the NFL. Like they're the only ones that completely broke proto uh, pro proto there, but. And they're the ones that, you know, like we don't have to go and look around and be like, why are like five of these teams? They were just early season Marlins and they got to get it taken care of. Most other teams have a relatively good handle on it. Pretty minimal. Patriots did have a couple, but it seems to have, um, it seems to have isolated. And, and you and I talked about this great news is that we haven't seen an outbreak from Stephen Gilmore, who was dabbing up Patrick Mahomes in the last game and then pop positive. We didn't see a whole yeah. bunch of Chiefs popping positive, it, which it really you know, that would have been disaster. 
Yeah, it really seems like Gilmore got got it after the game because none of his teammates have tested positive. I mean, you know, look, he's a great cover corner, so they're not throwing it his way uh, that much anyway. But yeah, we saw him dabbing up Patrick Mahomes and no one from the Chiefs has tested positive. No one from the Patriots has tested positive. That game has been moved back to Monday mid-afternoon for us, Welsh. That game is at 2 o'clock uh, our time. So uh, it's going to be very weird seeing the Pats and the Broncos play in the middle of Monday uh, afternoon for us. But that game did get pushed back because of Gilmore's positive test. But um, it's uh, that one looks like it's going to be fine and get played on time and all that stuff. So Yeah, and I'm looking here. There's a reporter on ESPN <clears throat> that said on Thursday there were no additional Titans that have tested positive. So maybe I'm thinking of Wednesday night. Positive on when, yeah, they might yeah. have tested positive on Wednesday. And then they said, okay, we're moving this game to Tuesday, but it's only going to be played on Tuesday if there are no more Titans positives. So no Thursday, no Friday, but they got to get through Saturday, Sunday, and Monday still uh, yeah. to, to have no one test positive to play that game on Tuesday. So Yeah, so, yeah, so the official word is that the Patriots and Broncos, because the Patriots also had no new tests, that they are good and they're going to play 5 p.m. Eastern on Monday, like you were saying, and then the Titans and Bills are Tuesday on CBS at 7 p.m. Eastern. And then, like you said, the Thursday game is going to be moved. This is unbelievable. This is the NFL, but, you know, it's just, (laughs) it's where we're at. The only other thing I wanted to talk on real quick is this fascinating story of, of Jay Watt being the guy that had the uprising to get uh, Bill O'Brien fired. It's pretty crazy that they had a, a heated exchange on a practice field the week of the Steelers game in which JJ called Bob out for his coaching ability. And then that began a player revolt that got Bill O'Brien fired. I mean, how often do we see, how, do you remember the last time this used it's like a basketball thing. If I really think yeah. about it in the NBA, this is kind of a common where if the coach loses the players in the NBA, you're gone. I mean, that right. will happen quickly. And the star players are, are exponentially more important. We just don't see that that often, but JJ Watt does have the power and you had been putting in question, you know, why would a team let Bill O'Brien do all of the nonsense as he does in the off season by trading Hopkins? If they were, if he was on the chopping block, Well, the one thing that would do it is a full-on player revolt, which J.J. Watt was the leader of, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I think there's two guys in in Houston that rank above Bill O'Brien before this happened, and it was Watson and Watt, and that's it. You know, uh, everybody else took a back seat, but when you argue with your star player, especially one that's the face of the franchise so far in Watt and the future face of the franchise in Watson, uh, when those guys get upset, the ownership has to listen, and that's what... Yeah, yeah, that's what ended up happening. It had to be something where Bill O'Brien was calling out Watt and Watt wasn't having it. I'm just curious, like, what he did. Like, did he go to management? Did he tattletail? Or he just, like, get all the players and just be like, we're not doing it. You're out or we're out. Like, was it like that? Like, yeah, I don't know. Just, just curious what JJ was doing. Varsity Blues? Yeah. Most productive JJ has been in three years, so good for him. So, all right, we got to go to break. Uh, more in this league coming out. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, 
welcome in this league. I love you. Welcome back, friendos. It's ITL Bogman Welsh right here on the Mightier 1090 in San Diego and Sports Grid. So, Bogman, we were just talking about, um, you know, how the players are interacting and dabbing and stuff like that. You've been you've been a bit more isolated than me. Uh, I, I mean, I've I've taken this very seriously, especially in the early runs, very, very isolated. But, you know, kids and stuff, you're, you're out and you're doing stuff for people and grocery shopping. I'm just out at some more places than you have been, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Have you have you had any interaction? You probably haven't, so this would be great. But have you been anywhere where it's not like a friend? You know, it's different if I were to see you and like, you know, handshake or whatever we do, you know, we don't even have to handshake, but that. But have you been in a situation where it's like a salesy spot and someone someone comes in? Have you had that since this? What did they do? I've been that guy on accident one time, by the way, uh, at PetSmart this week. But uh, did you go I, to shake a hand? No, not shake a hand. But I did walk in without a mask. I was on my phone. OK, that's not what I meant. I meant interacting with a with a physical person oh, oh, like. OK, so funny. I, I and I've told this story before. You you've definitely heard it. But right after COVID started, I was at PetSmart getting stuff. And, and I I think this is the last two times. It, that, that's the only two times. Everything in- happens at PetSmart. I've been to PetSmart. One, I forgot my mask this week. The one, the time before, there was this um, really uh, you know, older lady there uh, trying. She was looking at cat litter, and you know, I was like, "How is this lady going to carry a forty-pound box of cat litter up to the the front?" And I was like, "Ma'am, uh, can can I help you uh, take something up front?" She's like, "Oh yeah, would you?" Because I have my cart there, so I helped her out, and then I helped her put it in her car too, and she shook my hand afterwards, and I was like, okay, all right, you know, kind of making a face, and then held my hand out like this uh, while I went to my car, and then put a bunch of uh, Purell. I've had one of those, but I had an interaction yesterday. We won't get into the details of where it was, but this guy comes up, and I'm with with my wife and my kids, and he wants to come out, and he just has to to touch so he goes oh, let's just do this and he puts his elbow out how about we just don't do that he did he put the elbow out to my wife my wife did it and he put it up to me and i am ashamed because i looked at his elbow with such disgust and i but i did it and i elbowed i i did the elbow thing and it was it was the worst interaction i've had and it, it is the fall of humanity i guarantee it so we gotta go to break we'll be back hour two coming up don't don't elbow dab SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 